And here we are again, everybody. Welcome back. It is another episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I am your humble host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the sexy, demented love child of Rob and Bucky Larson himself. And that is, of course, the one, the only Michael Flaherty. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. You know, all of the small dick jokes really just, really just don't really phase me much anymore. And the band from Dayton, Ohio. Is it, is it, is it, is it just like your, is it just how your small dick doesn't phase really any women? <laughs> this I don't drink because the movies are bad anymore. I drink to I drink to not cry. <laughs> oh, well, Mike, Mike, how you doing? I mean, I mean, now I'm not doing good, but before then I was having a good jovial time. I was, I was ready to talk about this weird ass movie, but you know, now, now, now I think I'm just going to cry to some Willie Nelson or some Adele. I haven't chosen yet. Just going to go cry into a lean cuisine and a sandwich. (laughs) I'm going to listen to someone like you. I'm going to listen to someone like you as I drink my Corona and, and listen and like, Listen to just all Adele or a kid cuisine. (laughs) Well, guys, before we get started with this episode, we do, um, like we mentioned last week, we are doing Nick Cage month for the entire month of July. So please be on the lookout for that. We're going to try and cover the whole gambit of Nick Cage movies. So I'm excited about this. This is the first time we're ever doing something like this on Mess Up at Midnight. And I know Mike's excited. I, I, I'm just shaking. I'm just shaking with excitement just because the glorious disaster that is Nicolas Cage's movies in the past 15 to 16 years is just, ugh, it's just chef's kiss. It is just, it is just my dream to be able to just engorge myself on just the shit of the shit. Uh, today, we are talking about Puppet Master, the 1989 American horror film involving dolls and puppets and Egypt for some reason. I was about to say, I love that. I love that the movie like looped in Egypt for some reason. Like they just decided that like, they were just like, they were like, yeah, you know, who needs to be a part of this. The Pharaohs. (laughs) No, I, I was, I was actually funny story about cover us covering puppet master. So I was at home. And I, and of course, because the, the time came, I told my folks that I had to go and watch, watch, uh, the movie for the podcast. And my dad being a bit of a, of a movie guy, he, he, he asked, uh, Oh, what movie are you guys watching? And I said, puppet master. And his eyes widened <laughs> and he literally went, you're kidding. And I went, Oh, why do you remember that movie? He goes, yeah, I remember it was a pretty stupid ass movie from the eighties. And I went, Oh, Really? Anything else? He goes, no, why the hell would I watch it? I don't know anything about it. I went, oh, okay. He goes, I just know it was bad. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, how could a movie that, one, went straight to VHS, and two, have, and I'm not making this up, this is a franchise, and it has 12 mainline movies, two spinoffs, and a versus film with demonic toys, another I, TV movie from the nineties. Just, I just don't understand. It's just, it's just like one of those things where it's like, 
like we've all had the moment where we like find a show on Netflix that we really like or that we get into that like has been around for a while but we had never heard of up until then and we were like oh this is really good and you see it has like eight seasons 26 episodes per season mm. and like 45 minutes an episode and you were like how how was I unaware that something of this magnitude <laughs> was just under the radar this long? I know, like, because twelve, just because, just sorry, I'll, I'm jumping in, just because, like, just because twelve movies is insane, mm-hmm. and uh, having having a schlocky like movie movie series that goes for this long, like, not once have I heard of it. I mean, like, it so rivals. It rivals film like you know film franchises like Friday the Thirteenth, like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It rivals them in the amount of content that they have, which for a, a yeah. straight to VHS movie that came out in the eighties just yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, it's like it's the same. It's the same. It's like the. It's like if you sat there and just went, "Hey, you you remember the Ginger Dead Man by Gary, Bu- starring Gary Busey?" Which we like, may yeah, cover. They we may cover that. Stay like, tuned. I, I am so down. <laughs> Gary Busey post the one movie that made him really famous is just awesome because he's just so nuts. And we're gonna get Gary. <laughs> we're gonna try to get Gary Busey on this podcast. No, no, I do not want Gary Busey on the podcast. Why not? Nothing against nothing against the Busey or, or the Buse, but like, I feel like Gary Busey in podcast form would just be the biggest hot mess. There's no way that man would be able to have a coherent and clearly enunciated like conversation with someone. You'll get he would something. have the same ramble. He would have the same ramblings mm-hmm. as like those homeless people who like shout at pigeons. Like you'll get something from the podcast. What that thing is, it might just be a new way that you like to use words. That that's all it could yeah, be. Exactly. It's just going to be. It may just be a string of syllables and really confusing opinions. Not not spicy opinions. Just confusing ones. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, pigeons like grilled cheese sandwiches, and you're like, I what? <laughs> like I, I don't. I can't refute that. But also, what the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> So, Mike, now I got to ask you the question. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? See, I'm just see when I was when I was watching this movie, there was one thing that really like that I that that really like stuck in my mind a lot. Now, this movie, no, it doesn't relate to just. It doesn't relate to like uh the actual like content of the movie, it just relates to one particular character in the movie and their incessant use of like very sort of spiritual stuff. Hippie shit. Hippie shit. Just straight up hippie shit. And I'm just thinking of an Irish coffee, Mm -hmm. but, but in hippie speedball form. And for those people who like are normal and don't know what hippie speedball is, it's just smoking a lot of weed and then chugging a coffee. And so I, in my brain, I'm like, okay, the thing that would probably best exemplify this movie would be like an Irish coffee, but an Irish coffee that it just had a really gross amount of that like sage stuff that like hippies used to like bless their room or whatever. 
And it just had like a bunch, like someone just swirl a bunch of sage around an Irish coffee for about like two minutes and then just like smoke a bunch of weed and chug it. Like that just really just really sticks out to this movie because it's like you're confused. There's there's incense in it for some fucking reason. There's a lot of hippie shit. Like it's just it's just a confusing amalgamation of things that you didn't really need. But you're also not like kicking and screaming as you drink as you partake in it you're kind of just like oh th- okay this is this is happening i guess okay so you see i would say i have something <laughs> similar um but i don't <laughs> I, yeah, I was about I to say the- mine is a coherent non incoherent nonsense <laughs> so i hope you have something sensible so i was trying to come up with what this would be but i kind of took a page out of your book mike and i came up with a bit of a situation to lead into the mm. drink so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. think about it like this. So let's say you go out and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling like a Jack and Coke. Okay. That's what you want. Like, like you're at your buddy's Classic. house, like who's maybe a little yeah. bit too into uh, bartending, but like he's not good at it yet. So like he's, he's <laughs> he just has like all this stuff, but doesn't know how to mix he's, it at all. He's really he's really insistent on being the mixologist. And you're like, I respect the hustle just make me a jack and coke so you ask him to make you a jack and coke but he's all out he doesn't have any jack he doesn't have any coke so he tries to think okay well, what would the next best thing um so what he did is he made you an evan williams and a pepsi you're like oh. okay it's you like jack and coke right. but this is not what you wanted it's not the best it's it's not even your top option but you kind of know what to expect when you're getting an Evan Williams and a Pepsi. Now, take that same friend and he sees that. He's like, okay, well, you like apples, right? So he just decided to just, you know, they're a classy fruit. You know, they have they have depth. They have character. You know, there, there's like, you know, absolutely layers to it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. So he takes like an ounce of apple schnapps and puts it in there. He's like, okay, well, what about vermouth? You, you like a Manhattan? Throw, throw an ounce of vermouth in there for that. <laughs> oh, then you know what? For convenience sake, why don't you just throw a little bit, like he throws a little bit of honey in there and then he mix it up and then boom, there you, there you go. You, you got yourself a Jack and Coke. And it's like this movie because when you were, like when you were decided, you know, one Friday night when you don't have anything going on, you're like, I want to watch a movie. So you decide to watch Killer puppets. And they say, okay, well, you know, you got something related to killer puppets in there, Evan Williams yeah. and Pepsi. But what if we throw in like mm-hmm. psychics, a subplot of a dead guy, relationship drama, pharaohs? Like you want these things, right? Yeah. But like, okay, <laughs> I those aren't bad things, but that's not really what I wanted in a movie called Puppet Master. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. It's like that's that that is a great description of this because the movie just the movie just definitely feels like they were too like they were storyboarding for what the movie was about. And the boss never and the and the head writer didn't have the heart to shoot down the other writers' ideas. Mm-hmm. So this is what they made. <laughs> they just again trying to take everything and throw it against a wall in a movie called puppet master it's kind of like pterodactyl it's like the mo- like here's the title of the movie you know what you're going to be getting 
in a movie called Puppet Master that was released straight to VHS, just give me what I want. Don't give me all this extra stuff. Just get me what I spent however many dollars on to buy the VHS or rent it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a confusing amount of detail that you don't that you did not ask for at all. That you're kind of like, why is this here? Actually, so guys, crack open a cold one, crack open your drink of choice, and let's get in to Puppet Master. 1939, Bodega Bay in California. An old puppeteer named Andre Toulon, is putting the finishing touches on his newest puppet, Jester, before he brings it to life. Two Nazi spies arrive and head for Toulon's room, while Khan, another living puppet, warns him. Toulon calmly places all the the animate puppets in a chest and hides it in a wall panel compartment. As the Nazis break down the door, Toulon commits suicide. So, Mike, let's talk about this I was about to scene. say that the opening scene is a sentence, which is just which is just so intense. Like, OK, first off, 1939, that actually fits. I definitely was thinking around the 40s. So that actually that actually tracks. The guy's name is Andre. They don't tell us his name's Andre. They don't allude to his name being Andre. He's just he looks like a schizophrenic old man. No, no. And then he also, looks like he looks like what would happen if the IRL Toy Story two, you know, the toy cleaner guy. It looks yeah, like mm-hmm. he just like he is the demented version of that character, and like he talks to his toys like the psychopath. And it really got he me looks- thinking: like, what if this movie was just IRL Toy Story? Oh God! I'm, I'm very curious it's to see what. I'm very story. just curious to see what would happen if somebody just screamed, "Andy's coming!" With the toys just like oh, yes. killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, they just all flop over. <laughs> One has their knife in the thigh. No, no. I would see. It's okay. So you're. I love. See, we're on the same track because the old guy definitely looks like another Pixar-based kids movie character, but it's not the guy from Toy Story. <laughs> It's fucking Carl from Up. He looks like an alternate timeline Carl from Up where his wife's death, he took it extra terribly. Like, like instead of like being like, I'm going to go to our paradise land or whatever. He was just like, he was just like, I'm going to make puppets and sell them to the Nazis. <laughs> like, okay. like, whoa, okay, okay, Carl. Seems like you're handling this pretty poorly, but all right. It's like Carl mixed with the toy cleaner mixed with... Evil Orville Redenbacher, and they're just really into puppets. <laughs> Orville Dedenbacher. Hold up, wait, hold up. I think I'm onto something. I'm going to make a movie called Orville Dedenbacher in, in the popcorn killer. <laughs> wait, copyright, 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 copyright. <laughs> trademark, trademark. So here's something about this opening scene. Well, first of all, the opening music, it is so whimsical like as soon as yeah. it came on i'm just like am i supposed to be scared like i felt like i was watching like the beginning of a steven spielberg movie yeah i was about to say it's very like wispy and you're like oh okay are we gonna nope okay nope those are nazis all right <laughs> now that i think about it it kind of also reminded me of like the opening soundtrack of the room oh god <laughs> That's wow. That's a dunk on this movie. That's just absolutely just. There's no way around listen, it. That's listen, a dunk. Or, on or this is movie. it a praise? 
Or is it a praise? Because we're all talking I, about the room. That is true. You know what? Too many people dump on the room. Let's talk about the good things the room did. One of these days. One of these days. So, and this opening scene also does something that I think completely just kills the tension of this movie. And it's showing the puppets just moving out. No one connected to it. And it's like, take the scene in Jaws or The Conjuring, or like, let's take The Conjuring, a more recent example, and then we'll look into Jaws a little bit later. Like, that film creates tension throughout like when the when the family moves into the house they they take a slow build to create some tension and then eventually they get into oh here's what's going on even though we all know like you know th- this is going to be a haunted house movie like we know that but it creates an mm-hmm. atmosphere that you know can call can create some yeah. suspense same thing with jaws it doesn't Ooh. show us the shark yet we are out mm-hmm. in the ocean where it could be literally anywhere and then when we finally yeah. see it it punches you in the face this mm-hmm. movie just says, "Hey, you know that idea? Well, fuck that. Here's the puppet just out running around in public." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, okay. it's oh yeah." So, so the, you blew your load too early. It movie. was yeah. I was about to say the movie didn't even have a chance to like like prep itself. It just blew its load so early, so without any agency or anything on it. Essentially, essentially that opening scene one it goes on for way too long. You are like, you are like, I get it. The puppet is running around. We can speed this up. Mm-hmm. But like also on that note, it's just like my my thought was going to be Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. It's and if you remember Evil, Evil Dead, Dead. Mm-hmm. Or, or or Evil Dead 2 for that matter. Evil Dead 2 may be a better uh, better comparison. But, you know, the monster is like is shown in the in the opening sequence. It's shown like moving towards the house and moving around the house and all of that. And you're like. That even in a comedy horror movie, it builds tension because you're like, whoa, okay, this this thing's moving fast. It sounds like an angry motorcycle. Super cool. Mm -hmm. But like this, instead of having it be like a really intense, like bad noise, it's just really creepy. It's not creepy. Not creepy as in scary creepy. Creepy as in eh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Like where it's the puppet heavily breathing as it just runs around. And it's just like, and like at no point is like, does anyone like accidentally kick the puppet or like go like, why the fuck is there a no puppet one running sees around? It. No one's like, it's, he's yeah. out in public, like in a crowded room and just no one bothers to you know it'd be like if a cat got loose in a room somewhere like you, someone would look down and be like look, yeah there's the cat like no like no one is yeah, pointing and saying oh look there's a creepy jack the ripper looking head ass puppet yeah exactly like literally yeah there's there's dollar store jack the ripper as a marionette running around and it's not trying to hide it's not like trying to like splinter cell like james bond its way around like it's literally walking down the center of the hotel Full, full knife and hook in hand, and you're just supposed to sit there and just go stealth. That's what that thing exudes and is really attempting to do. Stealth. Let's talk about these point of view shots a little bit. Like the the way that like they're moving and like the noises, it really feels like you just gave your hyperactive nephew a video camera and it's a hey man go crazy and then he went out and like recorded something and that's what you get it's yeah i'm about to say it's running around like a like like you're like you're like seven-year-old nephew that just got like a coca-cola 
But also, like, I'm just trying, but like, but like the noise that it makes is like, it's like, if like, it's like if your nephew was like obese as he was doing it. Because it's just wheezing and heavy breathing and as it just runs around. <laughs> yeah, and it's a slight waddle. And you're like, you're like, what the hell is this puppet? Like, why is it walking around like this? And why is it at such a confusing speed? Like, you're like, this is what? <laughs> The puppet just has the meat sweats as he's chewing on a Big Mac and just trying to just get out of the way. I'm about to say, you see the puppet has like has like a little like fun size like Halloween Snickers bar in his like jacket because he's pre-diabetic. He's just sitting there. He's like (gasps) and he's like eating the Snickers to like get back into it. So point of view shots aside, we go back in again. The puppet, the toy maker guy from Toy Story 2, he's in there and he blows his brains out. And just because I guess he wanted to go clean the perfect toy in heaven and the Nazis Mm -hmm. come in, (laughs) they don't find anything. So we then cut to whatever. Okay, this movie says present day. Now, whenever I see a movie that does this, my mind immediately goes to. Okay, because obviously this movie was talking about like okay, present day is in like the late 80s, early 90s. When I look at it, I'm like, yo, what would happen if this movie took place in like 2020? Like, I want to know yeah. what happens if like this movie taking place about killer puppets in 2022. Like, what would that look like? Absolutely. That's, they got to take exactly everything. <laughs> I was about to say, you see, someone, someone's like, someone's like, someone's like sending TikToks to each other about this like puppet goring people. No, it's just like, honest to God, it's like, I don't want movies to do this, not because it's their fault. It's not the movie's fault mm-hmm. that time progressed. It's, but it, what they, what they need to do is just obey, like a simple future proofing thing is to put the date. Mm-hmm. Even if it's present day, put the date. Because then you're like, oh, okay, cool, fine, all right. You're like, because it's of X time period. Mm-hmm. Not like, because I have the same problem that you do, where it's like, I see it's present day and I'm like, I'm like, that wouldn't happen in 2020. That doesn't look 2020. And then you have to sit there and think to yourself, granted, it's not a long thought, but you are like, oh, yeah, no, it's the, you're right. It's 1980-something. So we meet one of our main characters, He's just this, and again, we're just shown this guy who we assume is a professor who is now having a nightmare with leeches on his stomach, which I want to ask you something, Mike. Would you classify his hairstyle as a mullet? As you crack open See, a beer. See, I, I was about to say, as I'm cracking open a cold one, I got a good, I got a good lot to say. It's like, just, just. That's a mullet if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Dear God, look at that mullet. <laughs> look at that mullet. I like that. I do, however, have to applaud the movie for like making it like a. That is the most sensible mullet. It's of, a uh, now, mullet. granted, uh, remember, remember, we here at the Pissed Up at Midnight podcast are mullet positive. <laughs> this is a mullet safe zone. But speaking of which, but, Mike, you're actually planning on growing out a mullet, isn't that right? Like you're going to be growing out a mullet is, here soon. Cap, cap and a half. I know the I know the rules of improv, and it's yes and <laughs> no, no, I am not. Your your boy will not be growing a mullet. <laughs> I am I am a okay keeping my hair as is i have seen 
I've seen people in in the year of our Lord 2022 with mullets, and I am just confused. I'm not like grossed out. I'm not like, ew, what are you doing? I'm just like, why? There are so many other options, and you picked this one. Why? Dude, you could have gone with like the what late nineties, early two thousands Chuck Liddell mohawk with a tattoo on the side of your Ugh. face. Oh my <laughs> god! Side of your head, my bad, dude. There's, there's, there, there's something you have to really like look. In, you have to. The only way you can pull off a Chuck Liddell haircut is if you look exactly like Chuck Liddell. I.e., you look like you could bend someone's spine in half. Like in every other scenario, you will just look like a consummate jackass. <laughs> Now, who knew when they were clicking on this episode, we were going to be talking about Puppet Master, Chuck Liddell, Nick Cage, and everything and else. Mullets. And mullets. <laughs> no, it's all right. I was about to say this is this is this movie is like prime sidetrack territory. Yes, yes, it it's, is. There's so many because the movie's already ADHD by by design. So like you're so like on the ropes. Like, if you have ADHD, it's over. You're just like, damn, I got so many other ideas going on right now. Well, listen, because, like, this movie, again, like we were saying, we're, show, we're showing this guy. He has a vision of leeches on his stomach, and, okay, he's surprised. He's fine. And then all of a sudden, we cut to a carnival, like, a, like not one or two minutes after that scene started. We're shown this carnival where – by the way, carnivals, they're like one of the best scenes for like a horror movie because the collective IQ of all the workers is like 65. Sepsis is running wild and it's the perfect place for <laughs> you to have, work if you're like a 15-year-old runaway who's edgy and not a, like the other girls. Absolutely. There's a higher count. <laughs> the collective IQ is lower than the collective amount of felonies for all the employees. <laughs> I feel like if you don't have a felony at a carnival – like, that's a strike against you. I was about to say, you're less cool. <laughs> you're less cool if you have no felonies and work at a carnival. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> there are so there are plenty of other places that are hiring. Why are why are you why are you not a felon and here? So we meet this one psychic chick who is telling this couple, like, She's bending the truth. She's lying like a standard like psychic would like, oh, you will experience a great tragedy soon. And then like 10 years later, like their mom's going to die and they're going to be like, the psychic was right. And yeah, <laughs> so she's making vague statements. And then she has a vision of a scary, tiny knife. <laughs> I, which I got to say, this woman just compared to what she has this vision of her reaction is just like you would have thought it was a vision of like like the entire population of socal getting firebombed like and when in reality she has a vision of a switchblade that's maybe like three inches high i would just be, I would just be like bro why am i having this vision of like a, like a, a knife you cut cheese with like a stylish knife you just yeah. want to cut some parmesan with <laughs> Like it literally looks like a it literally looks like a high quality like like hard cheese knife, and this woman is just having an episode. 
to it. And I'm like, wow, holy shit. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Fine. Fine. And then like, fine. And then like we mentioned earlier, we then cut immediately to another scene of these people in a lab where they're experimenting on a girl. It's never really quite explained like what they're doing, but we can assume that it has to do with something to do with the psychics. And then immediately after this scene, we see all of these different people coming together like the Avengers, but instead if it aired on like the TLC <laughs> network sandwiched between my 600 pound life and some random cat show all coming yeah. together. It's, it's just this movie, this movie, this literally, this movie would put like, put like, like a, like a, like a vlogger or a YouTuber to shame because there are so many quick jump cuts that are so sudden that you're just like that. It literally goes from like, Literally, there is a lull in the conversation with the psychic for like three seconds and it jump cuts. Mm -hmm. There is a lull in the conversation with the professor for like two seconds and it jump cuts. And you're like, you are literally going like, holy shit. Okay, we got to slow down. You're like, I am quite literally not able to keep – I'm literally – it's moving too quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then slow down. We can introduce the characters. We don't need to just go, hey, here are, the, here are these people, here are these people, here are these people. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Zack Snyder could have done some good by watching this movie to understand that, like, hey, introducing all of your main characters in one movie, i.e. the Justice League, is just not going to be a good idea. Look at Puppet Master. Yeah, no, no, but apparently he fucking rectified it by making a movie four hours long. God, give me a four-hour cut of Puppet Master and let's see what happens. I would rather, I would rather do anything else. <laughs> it's, oh, dear Lord above. I, I I don't know if I have the patience for a four-hour cut of a Puppet Master. So all of the TLC Avengers just come together and apparently Gallagher, who's like, the he's a dead He's one of the dead people, the dead psychics, who, by the way, spoiler alert, turns out to be the big baddie of the whole movie. What a shocker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they all come together, and he sent out this big psychic blast. So all of these people have to come together and he stay had a, this He night. literally had a, he had a brain blast, and they're all here. Like he was Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> and I guess to prove that, like, Gallagher is actually dead. The wife stabs him. Um, which by the way, when she stabbed him, I could clearly see his chest moving and breathing. And I'm like, dude, no. dude he's breathing. So he's, he's not he's he, not dead. No. <laughs> the the best part about that is I don't think that was his wife. I think that was the psychic, the hippie psychic lady. God, there are so many characters that I'm just going to keep getting them confused throughout yeah. this whole thing. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm here to be really, really needlessly pedantic about it. I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely keep your ass on track. <laughs> so again, they all come together to stay at this hotel. Which do they ever really explain why they need to stay at this hotel overnight? Was it just to attend the funeral? They're just, they're just there. It's like it's like someone ran. It's like someone blew the blew the the call the calling horn or whatever the hell, and they're all just there. And like I think the wife of Gallagher, the guy that mm-hmm. died, is like, "Hey, would you guys spend the night here so we can like put him to rest?" And everyone's like, "Okay, yeah, sure. You know what? That's reasonable enough." Mm-hmm. 
I think that's the only reason why they're spending the night. So they all go to their rooms. And again, like you mentioned, the hippie girl is burning incense because hippies exist in this movie. She also has a taxidermied dog in her suitcase, which I'm like, okay, (laughs) even like the kooky girl that's like, I guess her roommate was like, just nah, nope, I'm going to head out. Nope, too weird for me, fam. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one where you're like, like how like that's weird shit like this this chick's a this chick's supposed to be like a hippie mystic who's like there's bad energy in here i gotta like cleanse it and all of that nonsense and that's like okay and then this girl like here's my pit dachshund his name's his name's sparky and it's just a taxidermied like like pomeranian and you're just that was just a mega weird next thing you know she's gonna ask like hey you want to go dress in this flower skirt and then go sun gazing where we get all our nutrients by staring into the sun yeah exactly <laughs> the more nutrients you receive the longer you stare without blinking <laughs> so again immediately after this we cut to the yale professor just stroking this picture that looks like it's, it's okay so he's having a vision where the ballroom looks like the ballroom in The Shining. And he has visions of this guy in a mask dancing with a woman like he's in Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, this guy isn't like – he's not a psychic. He's just a little bit too into Stanley Kubrick films. I was about to say, it's like of all of the of all of all the shots in this movie, that one was the one where I was like, this does not fit the movie because – the rest of the movie is just really just set up and shot like a straight to VHS horror mm-hmm. movie from the eighties. There's no, there's no cut. There's no cuts. There, there, there's nothing really like really artsy about it. And then there's this shot, which is just the most out of the, just out of the blue shot where it's like this monochromatic ballroom dance in the middle of like a white, like, like an ice white like rotunda <laughs> and just you're just sitting there going you i don't know as i don't know but as the viewer i was just watching this going like what the hell like what is this all you gotta do is add like some little lens flares in the corner and then boom just that's like a that's like a 2010s independent film just boom there you go <laughs> exactly yeah you just send that snippet to cans and it would just do numbers <laughs> So we then cut to another psychic who's having a vision on the elevator of the past where we see just boobs out of note, like just there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's this woman. So this psychic, I'm extra confused why she's a part of the team just because they say that. So apparently all of the psychics have like their own type of psychic mm-hmm. powers, which is just weird. DLC but, Avengers. You know, whatever. Yeah. DLC Avengers. Yeah. This woman's powers is like she can like understand the history of an inanimate object by touching it. And, you know, normally you're like, OK, I can see how that's genuinely helpful. But it seems that the only time her power is used is when is when. Is when someone had sex. Yep. 
Like, honest to God, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Max, but literally the only times her power is ever used is, is someone had sex here. Someone had sex here. Someone had sex here. And you're like, <laughs> how does this help? Okay, I mean, like, nothing. This has nothing to do with the dead guy. Okay, I mean, like later on, like she also have vision has visions like in the bathtub and saying like two women were here and then in the bed, you know, celebrities were here and she's just bouncing like all over the place. And I think it's in the next scene where she is like having a vision. She starts like grabbing her boobs in bed while she's having vision, visions of movie star sex. And it was at this point where I had the sudden realization that this woman is in just a failing marriage because her husband is in the room or I think her partner or whoever it is, is in the room watching (laughs) her have visions of you know, movie star sex. And he's just like, I, I, I'm, I'm right here. And just, no, she's like, no, just continues to have these visions. I'm like, dude, y'all, y'all need counseling. That's what y'all need. Yeah. It's, it's what, what's really, what's really great is like the guy sits there and after she's having her, she, she's like having the like, Oh, Clark Gable had sex here. And the guy's like, that's great. Can you relate this to Neil Gallagher? (laughs) And she's like, okay, but Clark Gable had sex here. And he's like, that's great. Can you bring Neil into the picture in any capacity? <laughs> I guess because I guess because this guy realized his marriage was failing, he goes over and like tries to do something, but then he just kind of straight up just grabs her tit and this guy's just got like a handful of tit just while they're acting. This is this is the part mm-hmm. of like making movies where I'm just like, so had y'all just like just met? before this scene or like was there like a getting to know you period was this, yeah, no, was like I was about a, to say it's like this was the first scene of the, two hours ago it was like the first scene of the day it was like the first scene of like the entire scene it was like oh hey how you doing I'm gonna be you know the one grabbing your boob today yeah. so like yeah it's like it's like it's like it's like 7 a.m. and they're like all right we're shooting the uh, boob grab scene today so Again, this is the whole scene. That was literally the whole scene is she has visions, guy grabs a tit, and then we cut to the next scene. That's literally it. Yeah, it's just – it's – yeah, her – she was the one that I was the most like – I got the most confused by just because I'm sitting there going like what what does she offer to the group? I understand the fr- how her power relates to the group. But she hasn't proved that she's an important character to the story. All she's done is all she's done is have sex like what's the what's the fucking that so raven fucking Vision. flashback Vision. thing that she has? Like visions. Visions, yeah. She just has those fucking she all she does is have sex visions. And you're like, I don't see how that relates to this like who done it? Let's find out who killed our friend. Thing. You're just like you don't have like, superpowers. You're just very horny. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to say. It's not a superpower. That's just. That's just. That's you just need to get horny. laid. <laughs> ah. Oh my god! All right, all right. So we jump cuts. So we jump cut, and we see the casket that the dead guy was in, and then all of a sudden we see these like human hands grabbing out, and then guys, I swear to God. <laughs> Pit, like the puppet version of Pinhead Larry from SpongeBob, just crawls out of the casket with these Yo. massive hands, and Yo. I fucking cackled at this guy's design. Dude, I love he, it. 
He does look like Pinhead Larry from SpongeBob. That's actually that's actually a really a really apt description. It's literally just like it's like it's like Patrick doing Pinhead Larry, but if Patrick just did fucking crunches and just like got into boxing because he, he's just huge, but he looks like Pinhead Larry. Well, dude, I also want to point out something about the uh, we're gonna call him the Pinhead Larry puppet. So yeah, there are certain, just call him Pinhead Larry. Pinhead Larry. There are certain scenes in which you can, you know, you can see that it's a puppet. Like, you know, you can look at his mm-hmm. hands and you can tell that there's like a plastic design to them. But then there are other mm-hmm. scenes where it's just straight up human hands just punching <laughs> yeah. somebody. And I don't know what it was <laughs> about this design, but it fucked with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird because in certain scenarios you'd see like this you'd see like this in all seriousness cool animation where it was just this like, like a stop the hands thing, yeah. coming out and you just see like the stop motion and i am always a, a sucker for stop motion i am a huge sucker for stop motion so i see that and i'm like that's so cool and then i just see like real human fist beating the brakes off of someone and i'm like whoa whoa wait all right guys maybe what <laughs> that took a turn <laughs> yeah i was like i was like damn wow this really this really went in a different direction huh so after this we cut to another scene where the psychics are <laughs> sitting around and one of the psychics is um is talking to the widow and is like yo your husband sucks and the widow is like i mean you're not wrong but fuck you it's yeah, it's well, okay. So I had a lot of opinions in this whole thing. So it's like one, it's the it's the psychic hippie lady. Mm. And honestly, okay, even if like she even if the husband sucked, like let's just go off of this idea. The husband sucked. Like, even then, you don't need to be like that, huh? Like, you don't need to sit there and just, like, talk to this woman who's grieving and just go, hey, he sucked ass, and I'm glad his ass is dead. Like, you can just sit there and keep your mouth shut. But that's still not the most egregious thing to me. Max, I don't know if you heard this, but this woman has a put on a southern accent for this, which is just, just hurts. It just hurts. As, um... As two people from the state of Georgia, I feel like we have a pretty decent opinion of being able to like look at like hear a southern accent and be like, that's legit. Like, you know, hey, you from like Cairo, Georgia, like I I can tell that that's, you know, you are from the south and um, girl from Michigan putting on just fake ass southern accent. Oh, hey, y'all like over enunciating everything. She sounds like she sounds like she's like she's like from like the Midwest, but trying to do her best Scarlett O'Hara impression, which is just awful. It's just awful. She's like, now I don't know nothing about your husband. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what the actual hell are you doing? <laughs> As uh, two people from the state of Georgia, we approve this message. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Stop it. Just stop doing Southern accents if you can't do them. It's totally fine. We're not judging you. We will judge you if you try. After the dinner scene, the wife or whoever it was asks the professor, like, basically the question we've been asked, like, who are you people? And the professor gives exposition and basically gives 
the uh, Justice League power rundown of everybody. And by the way, that is also two Justice League references I managed to cram into this video. I feel like we're doing like a like what we did with like Nacho Libre and Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Like we're doing that. You're gonna you're gonna find ways to make this Justice League. This is all just Justice. Except League. Nacho Libre and Spider Man was like much easier. I just got lucky with this one. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. Now you have to make it work. I'll find a way. No, I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm holding you to it. it it's not going to happen. So okay. one of the psychics from the beginning is sitting in a room with a piano and she gets scared by this piano just randomly starting to play. And then Pinhead Larry appears and grabs the skewer that she was using for the fire and Again, again, this is another example of the complete lack of subtlety is we like we see the puppet before it's, you know, revealed that he has a skewer. Like, I feel like a much better way to cut together because the way that this scene is edited is we see the woman. She turns around. Um, we cut to Pinhead Larry taking the skewer and then she comes back to the fire. She looks down and it's gone. The way a much better way to cut this together would be she goes, she leaves, she goes to check it out, she comes back, she looks down, the skewer's gone. Where did it go? You create some tension, you create something for this movie to lead you on with. But no, instead, they just want to be like, oh yeah, here's Pinhead Larry, the puppeteer guy worked really hard on it, and we want to show him off. Go support Pinhead Larry, yay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes support pinhead support larry pinhead larry and support each other <laughs> but then again then again i guess a, a better film would have done a lot of things differently and by the way the yeah. puppet doesn't even stab her she just kind of gets bonked on the head that's and we get that's the thing that made me the maddest is she dies via a via a like swift bonk on the head and like again we look at the puppet and we can establish that the puppet's gimmick is that it's strong that's pretty damn obvious that's not up for discussion i don't care how strong you are it's gonna take more than a fucking like a bonk on the head with a fire poker to to take someone out of the picture like Jesus Christmas, like how, how? <laughs> so after this, Gallagher's body has been moved and is just sitting upright. And I think it's one of the, let me check, let me check my notes real quick. I think it's, he's sitting up upright in a chair, which one of the other psychic like causing them to faint. And, you know, one of the other, one of the psychics makes sure that she's okay, the, the girl's okay. But then they return the body to the casket. And I do got like yeah. I do gotta say, like, instead of just, you know, seeing like seeing this and returning the body to the casket, I feel like both of us would have just like seen this one dude, just like this guy who's supposed to be a dead body in a casket, just sitting upright. I'd be like, nope, nope, I'm gonna head out. Nope. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's 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 that's that's the type of shit that you would just sit there and just like sensibly go, okay, <clears throat> here are the scenarios that this has happened. Either the corpse has moved on its own, in which case that is full rights to leave. Fuck this place. I'm out. Or, 
another equally bad scenario. <laughs> Someone you know as a prank moved a corpse, which is equally just fucked Bro, I would, up. I would be more terrified of the person. I would be more terrified of the person who like touched the corpse and was like okay with yeah. moving a dead body like that. And was just like and was just like this will get him. Like like either way you slice it, this is a real this is a real red flag scenario. You don't go out of this going like that happened. You were like I am going to take a cab home. Fuck this place. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> like that's I don't know. That's just me though apparently. Again, after we see the the scary guy sitting in the chair, we, we every horror movie it's in the 80s. You know, you have to have a bathroom scene. Psycho set the mm-hmm. precedent, and this movie is no different. But in this Absolutely. scene, we have the bath psychic describing her wet dream to her husband, who is, by the way, just begging for details about who fucked in that bath. <laughs> I, I don't like this couple. I don't like this couple, man. It's just they don't offer anything to the group other than they're horny. Like, it's... It's, they actually don't further the plot at all. All they, all they do, all they do is like, is like the girl talks about who fucked in what location, and the guy and the, and the and the boyfriend, husband, or whatever just sits there eagerly, and you're like, what the hell? Just die already, please. So after another cutaway gag where one of the women is standing by the casket, and we can see the puppet in the shadows in the background, we cut back to the bathtub scene. And the bathtub psychic is, well, she's in the bath and her husband is in the other room with the door open and she's talking, talking, talking. And eventually she just doesn't hear anything anymore. She's like, well, what's going on? And the husband comes out and he's wearing this like pantyhoe mask thing where it's like, it's kind of shielding his face, but it's like, you can still see it through him, and he just kind of looks weird with his nose pressed up against his face like that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. He looks he looks goofy as shit. Like he looks like he looks like what like a teenager would wear to like rob a liquor store. Like he just has like his mother's pantyhose, and his face is super fucked up. <laughs> it's just it's just the weirdest look, and you're like and you're like uh, whatever. Okay, fine. And if this movie took place in 2022, he would be wearing an N95 mask. <laughs> N95 mask and glasses and, a, and like a baseball cap. <laughs> then again, this movie would be a lot different if it took pl- – a lot of things would be different if it took place in 2022. Yeah. I, it's, I'd like to pretend like people would be more sensible, but I know that's cap. I know that's cap. Again – Got to another scene. Professor Guy encounters hippie chick lighting sage and burning stuff indoors, and she marks him with some type of like <laughs> okay, spiritual. Okay, you make it. You make it. You make it sound like she's starting bonfires in the hallway. She's burning. She's lighting a talisman. That's a normal thing that happens. Well, she's lighting sage. Well, she's the hippie chick. I'm just assuming she's like lighting a joint or something. Like uh, she's probably just having a drum circle and smoking weed, <laughs> fucking hippies. And, and again, I say that as a child of hippies. So do with that what you will. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So she encounters the hippie. So again, this scene, Professor Guy encounters the hippie, lighting shit indoors. Hippie chick just marks his hand with some spiritual protection. And that's it. We go to another scene where the couple is talking. The husband's talking about his sexual experiments, like into a recorder before he bones his wife. And like, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is his like way of doing like pillow talk, but like, I mean, for I guess for them, like just start throwing around like, you know, scientific terms and and you're in. Like you're there. You know what, Max? You know what, Max? You are a liberal arts major, so oh, you, you don't you. know I'm not- the pillow talk of STEM majors. So I would just say just stick to your wheelhouse. No, no, you got to bring degrees into this. I got to bring degrees and stuff no. into this. <laughs> why, why you got to flex right now? <laughs> no, so no, just because you make more have- money than me and will probably live in a nicer house than me doesn't mean you can talk to me like this. Just, I am a man. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is like, it's the most like, it's the most like, like jock version of what they think like scientist pillow talk is <laughs> because this dude is like experiment 493 subject is and then he just goes into details the pit the pillow talk of stem majors out there like stem maker uh stem majors send uh, the words that turn you on to michael flaherty <laughs> nope nope <laughs> No, no, that's getting cut. I'm cutting that shit out. That is getting cut. <laughs> what? Okay, so last week it was the ter- the pterodactyl furry art, and this week you're cutting it. Why? Why don't you want to interact no, with no, your no. fans? No, 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 no. Pterodactyl furry arts. That one's fine. That can stay. That that cannot. We are not putting okay, well, fucking wait, email wait. out there. <laughs> I was telling people to send your pterodactyl furry art to you. Were you? I was. I thought you were. Just, oh, okay. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that skipped me. Right? I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you put my put my full email out there. I can give him your address if you want. Oh yeah, that that'll be great. That'll be great. Show up, dr- just dox. Show up dressed as a just pterodactyl with a puppet. Just just dox me. Why don't you? So the sexy science couple start tying each other up and then away to the next scene where the professor is getting stalked by another puppet. Again, we get more of that like weird nephew point of view, (laughs) diabetic, diabetic nephew POV, which, you know, that's if I ever go on, if I ever direct something, that is going to be the term that I use to describe if I get a shot like this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my cinematographer's like, yeah, can I get the diabetic nephew point of view? And he's just looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> he would literally go, what the actual fuck are you talking about? And then you show up and he goes, oh, actually, yeah, you know, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> so we go back to the uh, science sex couple making the bedrock. The puppets are outside. And again, we see a close up of the puppet. During this scene, the point of view is one thing, but again, seeing the puppet just really kills all of the tension in this movie. And this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. like, it's the I think it's the Jack the Ripper puppet, where yeah, 
If you look, the puppet's like moving chairs around. He looks in one door. It's weird. He looks in one door and he sees like one of the other scientists, the other psychics. And he drags it over to another one. I was like, okay, well, what was the point of like you looking into the room if you weren't going to go into that one? That literally could have been cut. But in one of this, mm-hmm. in one of these shots, if you look really closely, when the puppet is getting up on the chair, like I noticed it the first time I was watching it, so I know there are other people out there who noticed it. You can see a person's hand, like arm, yes, just like yes. moving the puppet like yes. up onto the yes. chair. <laughs> Yes, you literally no. The best part is like you literally see whenever the puppet is moving the chair, you literally see a giant ass hand just up its ass, barely in screen, just up its ass, just pulling it. And you're like, you're like hell, you're like hell yeah, hell yeah. This is the this is the low this is the low budget shit I I want I want in my in my puppet based slasher movies. And I don't know, you couldn't have just I don't know not use that shot was it really neat i i don't think it was it could have been no shut up that was a great <laughs> shot and i'm glad it's in the movie because that robbed all of that robbed all of the tension of the movie because you're just watching it just going like just going like it's this dude with his hand up the puppet's ass just pulling the chair and you're like you're like yeah you're like i'm, I'm gonna be honest that's not even close to scary it was like shut up you with your Mass media degree. You don't know what you're talking about. I was about to say, I was about to say, why are you thinking with a movie called Puppet Master? Why are we thinking with any of the movies we talk about? That is that is honestly that is honestly really fair. The only movie that I think deserves our like intellectual like st- and it deserves us to look at it intellectually is Bucky Larson, and that's purely out of hate. I uh, yes yes consider that our official statement. <laughs> so we cut to another scene of the hippie lady she's now got her taxidermy dog and a bottle and she just runs into the pro- professor and by the way i know people who are like this woman walking around with a taxidermy dog and a bottle of wine and it's sa- <laughs> and it's just as sad as it is in this movie yeah i was that's wow the fact that you know people like that is is astounding <laughs> like i'm gonna be honest i know some people i know some heart i know some <laughs> i know some people who are like that but i don't know some people who i'm like yeah that 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 energy right there i know that <laughs> like wow yeah no this this chick is just like this chick is just sad she's walking around with a taxidermy dog and like two bottles of wine one of which is drank she's like a like, she's like a wine mom that like never had kids and kids and is just lonely all the time yeah it's just yeah it's really it's it's big it's big lonely wine mom energy but like but just extra sad like like she'll like she'll like she'll like get really depressed and like smoke weed afterwards. I mean like she also straight up asks the professor like, "Hey, wanna fuck?" And the professor is like makes the right choice by saying, "Nah, fam, I'm 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 out of here." Yeah, the professor was just like, "I'm good. I am a okay." And she's and she's like she's like, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "I'm a hundred. I'm like a thousand percent sure. I've never been more sure of a decision in my life." And he just leaves, and she's like, "Okay." And she just like goes to bed. They depart their ways, and the hippie lady lady goes into her room, and 
Gallagher is in her room and he he just kind of appears. And after the, you got something to say? Again, again, such a muted response. Like literally, she there is a corpse upright, like just deadpan, facing your facing where you sit, and she's just like, "Well, who look who fucking strolled in this asshole?" Like, like she isn't just staring a corpse in the face that has un that has for some reason moved. Like, honestly, like, actually, like, actually, who are these people and how are they so comfortable with corpses moving by themselves? <laughs> yeah. Again, another example of them showing, like, again, they're blowing their load early. They are just showing, mm-hmm. they're showing the, they're showing the jump scare before the jump scare is even supposed to happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. The pinhead Larry puppet comes out and like he grabs her by the ankle and just fucking drops her. By the way, she's not putting up a <laughs> fight against this guy in the slightest. And Oh yeah. And, no. And when yeah. she does, she fucking takes pinhead Larry and just throws him like a football. <laughs> she 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 fucking sp- Bikes him and he goes down a fucking set of stairs. And it is, it's so funny because literally, in, you can literally see the angle at which they went, where, where like the film crew went one, two, three, and they just threw the doll. <laughs> just throw it down a flight of stairs. And by the way, when she's, That's, when she's trying to like get away from this puppet, like, She's doing it in the most lackadaisical way. And like when she's like she's got her foot injured or her leg injured, she's trying to like get away from it. I'm just like, get up and run, bitch. Get get up. Yeah. But yeah, actually, 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 it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, so so like the movie's like whole thing is like, oh no, so her so her tendon on her like leg got slashed. That's why she can't actually use it. And you're like, that's great. Message received. Her other leg works. Why is she not hopping away? <laughs> you're like, you're like, actually, why is she crawling? She does not need to crawl. Hopping is faster than crawling. It's like that one kid who is like a little bit too overdramatic in track to like where he gets injured and has to. He's like, I could get up and like, you know, walk across the finish line. But, you know, because I, you know, pulled my hamstring i gotta now you know crawl across the finish line (laughs) please tell me you actually ran into kids like that at track not in college not in college they had respect but in high school but in high school i'm sure that those people existed okay man and the names were i was about to jokes on you i didn't run track Bitch, we're a cross-country exclusive podcast on here. And he, I was about to joke, say that joke is only going to hit a very small amount of the population. It's gonna hit a small iota of a percentage. <laughs> so she's um so she just yeeted Pinhead Larry down a flight of stairs, and the Jack the Ripper puppet, which I think his name was like Blade. I think that's like his official <laughs> name. <laughs> ah! 
Honest. What what okay. kind of edgy fourteen year old named okay. that puppy? Wait a second. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. Hear me out. We team up the blade puppet with the actual blade Wesley Snipes. What do you think? The the buddy the buddy cop crime movie that no one wanted and no one asked for except for the two of Wesley us. Snipes. <laughs> except for the two of us. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes's blade. And the action and like the blade puppet going off killing vampires and people sometimes, <laughs> depending on the situation. Psychics, psychics and hippies specifically. Vampires and hippies. That's the movie. <laughs> Psychic vampire hippies. That is who they go at. That is their target demographic. Wesley's killing psychic vampires. Wesley Snipes, hippies. if you are listening, like we're here. Pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how one like I like how one of us is like, hey man, like if you're listening, like you know, just let me know. And you're just like, pay your fucking taxes. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's Wesley Snipes. How could you not make that joke? <laughs> Come on. So the Jack the Ripper puppet sees the hippie chick, and with his little like cheese knife that he got, just <laughs> runs up and just tries to. And slices her throat with the toy knife. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I think it's – okay. Wait, sorry. I skipped ahead a little bit. So the Jack the Ripper puppet's chasing after her with his toy hook. Uh, but she makes it to the elevator and she takes the elevator down and Pinhead Larry is waiting for her at the bottom of the elevator. Like what were you expecting, <laughs> bitch? I like that. Yeah, yeah. Pinhead Larry is just sitting there, and as like the door opens, he's like, "What's up, bitch? You thought I was gone?" <laughs> like he just rolls in, and she's like, "Oh, damn. Okay, so Pinhead Larry's here," and she manages to beat his ass and like decapitate the puppet. Dude, they, which they, you they know, just fucking abuse Pinhead Larry. They just like yeah, throw him down the steps, just, throw him oh, against the wall, like. Of all of the puppets, I feel like they I feel like the film crew and the cast believed that they made Pinhead Larry the sturdiest and the other ones were just way too fragile. So they just had Pinhead Larry get just fucking thrown around because they were like, he'll be fine <laughs> because we can because he'll he won't break. But the but the but the puppet with the spinning head, he will just shatter if we do anything with it. Well, I think I saw somewhere that the puppet for uh, Blade, like they needed five puppeteers for him. Five. Why? I think I think it was five. Why? Man, five puppeteers to make it to make that puppet look like it was done by one puppeteer who was really, really, really drunk. <laughs> So after she pops the head off of Je- of the Pinhead Larry puppet, the Jack the Ripper puppet comes down and slices her throat with his little cheese knife. And mm-hmm. okay, I mean this was okay. I mean this was kind of what I wanted from the movie, you know, puppets killing people. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely good for the movie. It's yeah, you're like you're like uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest. It's what I expected, what I was looking for, and we get this random shot of the spinning head puppet for literally no reason and then we cut to the next scene yeah it literally is literally just the the puppet with the spinning head just spins around and then it just hard cuts and you're like why why is that there like what (laughs) 
We go back to the professor and the wife as they venture through the hotel to the top of the hotel. And we see the vision of the eyes wide shut guy in the mask and he dances with Gallagher. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did we did we skip past the uh, the couple? We might have. Um, wait, let me see. I think we skipped past the couple's death. Describe because all we said was the pantyhose, like like with the with the where he like where she like comes out of the tub and he has the pantyhose on and he grabs her. No, oh yeah, no, no, no. we no, we did cu- we. I think we did miss that one. Yeah. So the couple. So this happens before like the hippie chick. Uh, offers uh, offers to have sex with the uh, with the uh, with the lead professor. So the first death of the movie outside of the maid is the is the husband and wife team, mm-hmm. and they and of course the and of course the the psychic the psychic wife who only has visions of like people having sex. Uh, she gets on the she's like she's like oh uh, she she throws her husband on the bed, ties him up. And then, and then as they're having, as they're having sex, like the door, the puppets like open the door and it's like the Jack the Ripper puppet. And it's the, and dr- like, it's the drill, like, it's the drill puppet. You see, okay. Yeah, it's the drill I think, puppet. I think yeah. here's what happened. We got so distracted by the pup, by the being able to see the guy's arm. Yeah. We just completely <laughs> skipped over this one. So guys, apologies about that one, but continue. <laughs> So yeah, no, no. So that's what happens. So, so there's a there's a puppet that has just a that's just dressed like a colonel, and it just has a drill on top of its head. Which I gotta be honest, I'm asking the puppeteer, what the fuck is going on here? But anyways, moving past that. So drill, I'm just gonna call him Drill Drill Taylor. So Drill, yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank thank you for calling out another movie. No, okay, so Drillbit Taylor like pu- opens up the door and they're and and they sit there and stop and just go like, "Oh god, the door is open for some fucking reason." And like at this point like the the husband who's by this point like tied up and blindfolded, he's like, "Oh shit, like what's going on? What's going on?" And like the wife's first instinct is to look underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. Instead of closing the door, and you're like, "All right, whatever, moving on." And then the the drill bit, drill bit puppet, just like with with great timing, just full Usain Bolt sprints his drill into the girl's skull and just like goes haywire, and and she just gets gored. And it's just, and you're like, you're like, okay, cool, nice. It doesn't show the gore, which really bums me out. Oh, that but you know, it was a cool. Off. I'm like. Yeah, it was like you were like, oh, I, I, that could, that would have been so gnarly, but it wasn't. But in any case, the the husband, not hearing his own wife's skull get drilled apart, just goes, "What's going on? What's what's happening?" And then a female puppet that was never introduced, I was never given any introduction, just shows up out of nowhere, and just starts licking licking the husband's nipple, and the husband. At no point is like this feels like a porcelain doll licking my nipple. <laughs> he just goes, "All right, with sure, a tiny whatever." Ass mouth too. Yeah, exactly. With a tiny ass mouth, and then she, the 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 female puppet just starts barfing leeches onto him, and that's how he dies. And I'm going to be honest: 
of all of the deaths, I think I appreciated the leech death. I, I thought that was the most creative. I mean, it, it was pretty. I was, it was like, a, that's it was a pretty, pretty gnarly death. Yeah, you're like you're like that. Actually, seems pretty intense. I'm not even gonna lie. Just as leeches are being barfed on you as you're getting like just eaten alive, essentially. That sounds that they're like that's intense. But anyways, so fast forward. So fast forward through the hippie lady carrying on the taxidermy dog, hippie lady dying, fucking destroying Pinhead Larry. We go into a scene that much like this episode of this podcast is repeating itself like we did with the previous death of the hippie lady. So the professor Mm -hmm. and wife, they venture through the hotel. We see the dancing guy from the mask and the vision earlier, the eyes wide shut shining room. Mm -hmm. And all of, and then the mask guy pulls out a gun and of course it's a dream. The professor wakes up. He's, confused and oh okay and i was like okay well everything's gonna be fine and then he pulls the covers and all of a sudden there are just a bunch of heads just in his bed just looking at him that was pretty good that yeah. was pretty good that that was pretty cool i'm gonna be honest this it was it does it does make me kind of like it does it does make me kind of laugh that like this movie, I essentially just saw that scene, and even though it was cool, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, that's cool. I also sat there and just went, huh, Inception, because <laughs> this guy like it was having a dream within a dream, and I was just like, like literally, my brain just went Inception. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn it. I was like, I, my brain has just been screwed, <laughs> and I just hear something within something. I'm like, Inception. And then the shot of the heads in the bed that immediately made me think of that, like one TikTok where it's like they're all out on the beach and it's like you need to feed them and then it pans around and it's night and oh, yeah and they're all just like <laughs> all just talking that's, that's like what my what i immediately went to again <laughs> TikTok has killed this generation <laughs> <laughs> way to go way to go grandpa <laughs> way to really way to really take a stand hey, I, I prefer the term boomer okay no, 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 that's no, granddad talk, not boomer talk. <laughs> so again, he wakes up after his inception, and the wife comes in and asks the professor, much like he, much like she did earlier, um, say, "Hey, come with me." And if this was either of us, we'd be like, "Nah, bitch, we're I, I'm getting out of here." But much like, um, much like me and Mike, like what we would have done, just being like, "Nope, I'm out of here." He agrees. Mm-hmm. And they go back upstairs and I'm like, okay, this is an interesting idea. Repeating the scene. They're doing something a little bit different. They go upstairs to read the Toy Story 2 guy's diary where we're getting like a lot of exposition about what led to them creating the puppets. This is when we get like the fact that like, oh, Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently like he's like the last of like a generation of people or whatever. And it's like you're like you're like oh that's kind of cool I guess kind of weird for it to be in a movie called Puppet Master but all right yeah I mean this could have been like I don't know in the Mummy or something like that yeah exactly where's Brendan Fraser Dude, where is Brendan Fraser <laughs> just in general are, where in the world is Brendan are Fraser? you okay man like let us know at messed up at midnight <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, Brendan Fraser. I hope you're doing you know, you're okay. welcome on the podcast anytime, Brendan Fraser. Absolutely. 
hey, you, you're in Doom Patrol, so I'm assuming, like, things are going okay. Doom, Doom Patrol's suitable. So the professor has a vision where Gallagher's holding the taxidermy dog, and then he puts a bullet, like, he pulls it, it's like a point of view shot, he puts, pulls a gun out, shoots the camera. The professor is like, hey, no, uh, fuck that, and starts running with the wife downstairs into the dining room and they arrive in the dining room and the dead psychics are just everywhere and Gallagher is sitting at the head of the table mm-hmm. so I got nothing to say about this scenario like just like it's just he looks like he looks like a proud dad or like a Scooby Doo villain who feels like they finally caught the gang because he's just sitting there so fucking smug he's just gonna like he's sitting there just just like like peak peak redditor energy just like just like haha I, I, I was so smart and you followed fall fell into my trap just like I like, got you now energy. guys exactly exactly is that big energy where he's like oh rats you got us i'm pretty sure like one like the husband was like still naked like his wife's got like a crater for her mouth and now the hippie chick's got like a colombian necktie going on it's just exactly like three dead bodies and just galleries i'm like man this is gonna be so fucking cool when he comes down yeah i know he he's literally i love i just love like the mental image you've put in my head where it's like it's like Gallagher's just setting everyone up. He's like, no, 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 we got to put her. You're here because you're gonna see her. You're gonna see her throat slashed. We gotta gotta make sure he see, open up the leech wounds a little bit. Like it's just, and he's like, he's like, man, this is gonna this is gonna look so cool, huh, guys? And it's just all the puppets that are around him. And he just looks like borderline schizophrenic during the whole thing. So of course Gallagher's got to monologue and explain. He used these techniques by the puppet master to bring himself back to life because immortality, which why question it? It's a movie called puppet master. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally, it's literally like, it's literally like insert generic reason a into, into B plot. Like it's just, it's just pretty normal. And it's also revealed that Gallagher killed his wife's parents. Like I'm sure a lot of people really want to do and she gets mad and tries to hit him, but Gallagher just straight up just punches her in the face. He backhands the professor, which I'm like, okay, that's just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say he he like pimp slaps the professor. They fight, and the punches by Gallagher just do not look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, they look really, really terrible. It's it like he's so not bad. putting enough weight into them. It's like he's only throwing it with his arm. And I'm like, dude, like throw it like you mean it. It's like he's only throwing yeah. like with his elbow. Like follow through. Well, I gotta, well, I gotta say, what's really, <laughs> what was really funny to me about the fight between the professor and Gallagher was. After was was yeah Gallagher <laughs> Gallagher did not look like he was throwing good punches like and I'm not sitting there looking like saying that he needed to like look like he was out of like a like a kung fu mm-hmm. movie no he just anyone I feel like can see he sucked <laughs> throwing punches but on the other hand the professor he winds up and does one punch 
to the guy and it literally sends the guy like multiple feet onto his back. And I'm sitting there just going, whoa. It's like this dude gets the crap beaten out of him by a guy who does not know how to punch. And then he turns and sends one punch and the dude looks like an anime character getting like like thrown back. Well, it's like the professor gets like he punches Gallagher and Gallagher falls. And like one thing about falling with martial arts is like, you need to like slap the ground and like, you know, try to like disperse mm-hmm. your energy just right. And it feels like the, dir- yeah. like the director of fight choreographer told the actor that plays Gallagher, like, Hey, do that. And Gallagher just kind of like overcompensated with it and just slaps the <laughs> ground so fucking hard. Like the, the sound is like right there. You can c- clearly tell. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, the dude definitely, definitely, like, definitely, like, heard about that idea and tried to execute on his own, but tried a little too hard. Like that one athletic kid just trying to get into, like, I don't know, sports. You can say any sport, yeah, just a little bit too stiff with it and overcompensating with every single move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's they're in their own head. That they're that they're that they're too much of one thing, so they overcompensate and go the exact opposite direction. The wife just is watching the uh, professor get his ass kicked, but eventually Gallagher gets put back into the elevator where they shut the door, and Gallagher starts getting into an argument with the other puppets, like saying, "Oh, like I own you and X Y Z." And Gallagher again just abusing Pinhead Larry, the most sturdy puppet. I was, like, I was about to say, like, the only puppet that gets really abused in it is Pinhead Larry, and he gets fucking throttled. Like, they definitely only put hours into making Pinhead Larry, and they really wanted everyone, all the actors, to know that. They th- So he throws, he throws Pinhead Larry, his head pops off, the they all say the, all the puppets decide, "Hey, fuck this! We're going to attack this guy." The drill one attacks Gallagher's leg. Gallagher tries to escape while the puppets are like jumping at his feet, and it just looks so fake. But what looks even more fake <laughs> is the Jack the Ripper puppet is like up at the top of the elevator where Gallagher's holding on to, and he just takes his little Swiss cheese knife and just cuts right through his fingers that ooze like like Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, it's like it's Nickelodeon slime. And the, the, the knife goes through the hands like 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 a knife through warm butter. Like it is just like it's just they're gone. Like there's no like bone. There's no like he had like there's you don't even see like like the idea of like if he does, if he did do it in one fell swoop, it was like, like he really put some force into that, like real, like cutting off the fingers thing. But no, it looks like, like, like a sushi chef, like just like really like playing up the playing up the smack. Like he just really like flicks the wrist and it's, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it just it's again, but again, this was a straight to VHS movie called Puppet Master. What what did I really want? yeah exactly i like that i like that we're still putting it in perspective we're like okay in 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 all seriousness though it's just a stupid ass movie called puppet master so long story short gallagher dies puppets kill him hooray and 
yeah, the wife's a little upset about this, but oh well. The next day, the professor and Gallagher's wife, they wake up, which by the way, they slept there, which I'm like, why? Y'all got evil puppets and somebody – people literally <laughs> died there. Why would you want I to just, sleep yeah. there? Yeah, I love I love that they're sitting there. There's like murderous li- live puppets in the elevator that are just on the loose. And they're like, all right, let's turn in for the night, guys. Let the good – Good, good, good sesh, gang. Let's just, you know what? Let's pick this up in the morning tomorrow. Are they on a church like, youth retreat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, literally, it's like a retreat. Like, well, what? I would sit there and be like, cool. They're in there. I'm getting out of Dodge with or without you. Like, it's like, all right, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so the professor just kind of leaves and the wife stays there. And then we get a shot where we see that the wife brings the taxidermy dog back to life. And we're like, what does that mean? Does that mean there is going to be a sequel or like 14 of them? I was about to say, or potentially so many more than one sequel. And that is the end of the movie, guys. There are so many of these Puppet Master movies, so I have a feeling we will be revisiting this franchise at some point <laughs> in the future. The the PMU, the Puppet Master Universe. Much like the DCEU. Or, or my favorite, the Dooku, the Dark Universe Cinematic Universe. The Dark Universe, the Department of Redundancy Department. Oh, dude! No, no, no! The Dooku was a short-lived. That was the uh, thing with like the Universal Studios. That was like with the mummy. That was like with the Tom Cruise and the Mummy, right? It had all of the old-school like Universal monsters. So it had like Creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff like that. Hell yeah! But but, you might- but it was so short-lived because everyone agreeably went, "That's a stupid-ass universe to make." <laughs> well, guys, that was uh, Puppet Master. If you like schlocky horror movies, get check this one out. You you, you might like you'll, you'll find a little bit of what you're looking for. Yeah, I I would say that this movie it's for me it's I will cautiously tell someone to check it out. I would say it's best off with a buddy, but I would also say you and your buddies have to be pretty a pretty about the idea of bad mm-hmm. movies this is not something this to is like definitely the one that'll yeah no it's because if you have friends who are not really like about movies this will be a tough sell mm-hmm. they will probably watch this and go this is stupid but if you got if you got some friends who are really about bad movies and they watch it then i feel like this is a hit mike where does this fall on like your bad movie like what do, we, what do we call it? Like your bad movie? <laughs> the bad movie. The spectrum. The, the BMS. The BMS. The BMS. The bad movie spectrum. Not to be confused with the I think IBS, will, which is what these bad movies <laughs> will make you do. Absolutely, it'll just whew, it'll just ruin it'll just ruin you ruin ruin your ruin your stomach. No, uh, I'm just I'm just I think that this movie is best put as something in the middle. Honestly, it's not it's not like hilariously bad and it's not like bad, bad. It's kind of just bad. But I would say if I had to push it in one direction or the other, I would push it closer to hilariously bad. Mm -hmm. 
because it's got it's that it's that so close yet so far problem Mm -hmm. that a lot of these horror movies fall under where it's like they were this close to making it ridiculously bad but they didn't get there so all it is is just kind of bad but not like irritatingly bad because it still has those elements it just doesn't have that thing that ties it all together Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of like yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of just in the middle bad it's kind of just me bad Yep, I can agree with that. Um, so like we said, guys, mm-hmm. if you really feel the need to, check this one out. Um, but before we get out of here, guys, just also a reminder, Nick Cage month starts next week. I am strapped dude, for the entire month of July. We are talking all things Nick Cage. And I'm excited for this. I recently had somebody compare me to Nick Cage. And I have never felt more honored in my entire life. True story. True story. I have never felt more honored in my entire life. You're like, you're like, yes, I look like someone who would blow $50 million on a dinosaur skull. I mean, if given the opportunity and if given an extra $50 million, I would do a lot of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even star in a lot of the worst movies that have been put out in the past like 14, 15 years. They're so bad, but they're also so great, which is why Oh so, dude, so the, the, which is why Nick Cage is our perfect choice to start off Celebrity Month. And I'm excited about this. I know Mike is excited about this. Oh yeah. Stay oh, I'm stay so tuned, pumped. guys. But other than that, we hope to you we hope you enjoyed this episode of Messed Up at Midnight and We'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody.